Hey guys, welcome to the show, Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson. I'm a parkour athlete turned real estate investor who spent the last eight years studying the mindset of elite performers and applying their lessons to my life. In my pursuit for success, I've sought out wisdom from mentors who are doing what I want to do in all areas of life, and I've asked that they share their wins and losses with me. In search for my answers, this podcast was born. I wanted to share the valuable advice I was receiving with successful entrepreneurs, investors, and world-class athletes with you guys, my community. So thank you all for tuning in. This show is free, and my guests do give their precious time to be here, so I do ask for something in exchange of these episodes. The price of admission to the show is that if you receive any value, learn something new, have a brand new thought, or even get one new idea that helps progress you forward in your life or business, I ask, I ask that you share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, people on the streets, your audience on social media. Get the word out. My goal is to influence one million people to begin investing in themselves and to unlock their own potential. Today, my guest is professional parkour athlete and good friend, Luke Stones. In this episode, we dive deep into what it's like living out your childhood dream, traveling the world, and becoming a social media influencer who builds partnerships with different brands. Luke breaks down the process he goes through to source these opportunities that allow him to travel the world and get paid to explore and play. Be sure to check out Luke's videos and show reels on Instagram and Facebook. But without further ado, let's get this episode started. So, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to an episode of Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson. And today, my guest is Luke Stones. Luke is one of my favorite people and an absolutely amazing world class athlete. Luke is a professional free runner, stuntman, filmmaker, influencer, and traveler. He's collaborated with brands like New Balance, Fresh Foam, Swatch, Monster, Store, Farang, and more. At the young age of 20, he's already traveled more than most people will in their entire lifetime. He's progressed his movement to a point where I feel like I'm watching a video game character move with all the cheat codes turned on. I mean, dude. seriously, dude, I love watching your movement. Luke is one of those people that has the ability to bring so much light and joy into a room just by showing up genuine, playful, and curious. Most people talk about wanting to live a life of adventure and exploration, but Luke actually did something with it. So today I'm excited to catch up with him, learn a little bit about what he's been doing for the last year, and gain some perspective on what it's like living out something of your childhood dream. So Luke, welcome to the show, man. Dude, I wasn't expecting that intro. Jeez. I'm, I'm very flattered. Thank you very much. Dude, of course, of course. I'm, I'm grateful to have you here today. You know, you're, you're joining us from Spain. I had no idea where you were even were in the world today. So that's pretty rad. Like you're saying it's 11 a.m. by you. It's 5 a.m. over here. So, you know, I'm glad that we we're able to make this happen and get together. Of course, you shot me a message. You were like, you want to you come on the podcast? And I was like, let's, let's do it. <laughs> I'm keen. Dude, I love <laughs> Always it. Always happy to speak to you, brother. Dude, always. So if I remember correctly, right, you know, last, I think it was last winter, right? Winter of 2019, you got on your bike and you were like cycling like country to country, right? It was last, uh, it was last winter. It was 2019. I started in February and uh, yeah, so I cycled from Bangkok in Thailand. I flew out there with my bike and uh, I cycled from Bangkok, Thailand to Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. I did it over a month and a half, 45 days. 
and it was 1500 kilometers of cycling. Um, and yeah, we had a great time. It was with my friend, Ed Hack. If you, if you think I'm crazy for cycling from, from Thailand to, to Malaysia, he cycled from the UK all the way around the world to Australia. And I only joined him for the little segment from Bangkok to Kuala Lumpur. So if you think I'm crazy, you need to check out Ed Hack. He's a crazy man. Dude, that's insane. And it's funny, actually, because I remember uh, finding Ed's Instagram one day. I don't know if it was maybe because of you or if it was randomly, but I'm like, what is this guy doing? Like, really sick photos. But what caused you to end up linking up with him? Was that just like a random DM? Or like, how did exactly. that all come together? So we, I've, I've known Ed, Ed for quite a, quite a while. He used to live in my city for a little bit. He was studying at university. And he he was embarking on this tour and at the start of it, he actually asked me, he was like, would you want to do the whole journey with me? And at the time I was kind of stuck up with things. And I said, like, I'm not going to have the time to do it. It would be a whole year's project of, of just cycling. And I didn't have that time. I had, I had my plans on other things. And so at the time I said, I couldn't do it. And so I watched him do this journey throughout Europe and I, he was taking these awesome photos, having the most incredible experiences with other people. And I was thinking like, damn, I wish I, I, wish I did that. And um, it was some, he had just gone through Turkey. He went through Turkey, he went around the Himalayas and he was traveling through India. And I, I sent him a message and I said, dude, what you're doing is so sick. Like, I'm, I'm so proud of you, like keep on smashing it. And he replied and he said, why don't you come out here and just do a little journey with me? And I was thinking to myself, like, why, why can't I do that? I, I have like, I have, a, I don't have like a whole year of time, but I could happily spend a month or it was 45 days that I took out to, to travel and I got it done. Like we, from that message, I planned it out. I bought a bike. I started doing a little bit of training. I bought the flights. And next thing I knew I was out there in Bangkok with him and, we did this incredible journey all the way down to Kuala Lumpur and it was definitely the best trip I've ever done in my life. It was absolutely incredible. Wow, dude, honestly, like there's so much stuff right there, right? There's so many little gems that you dropped that I don't even think people quite picked up on. You know, first off, I mean, it's awesome that you decided to yourself like, yo, why can't I do that? Because a lot of people you know, they give that response that you first gave, like, I can't do this. Like, I can't sacrifice a year. I can't make this whole thing happen. But then later on, you're like, wait, but why can't? Like, did you even ask yourself, why can't I make this happen? And the fact that, you know, having quality people like that in your life, right? People that do crazy things, people forget that's a part of what's going to make you also want to do bigger and better things. That's going to help you dream better. Because if your friend, you know, if Ed wasn't out there necessarily doing this and you couldn't see it, you know, he's sharing it on social media. So now you're seeing it, you're being influenced by it. It's causing you to think a little bit different. It's causing you to say, let me reach out. You know, that was a catalyst for making this whole crazy adventure happen. So it's like, that's a testimony to just, you know, keeping quality people in your life, keeping quality people in your circle, keeping quality people on your social media, you know, like, that's so cool. So I got to ask you, man, like, officially you are a, you're a professional parkour athlete, you know, like you're a stunt man, you know, how would the five-year-old Luke feel about looking at you today? Like how, like, what's that <laughs> like right now? Cause I feel like it's gotta be pretty awesome. Yeah. I guess, I mean, at five years old, I think I had no idea about 
parkour. I was still learning about life. I was adventuring around. But yeah, it must be. Imagine I can imagine seeing a little like a a man doing flips and stuff like that, and just being in awe about it. So yeah, it's it's awesome to be able to call it my job now and to to make money from it. And my favorite thing is is that I can I'm I'm now working with some of these brands that I would be buying um from when i was younger kind of things like things like new balance and swatch and monster energy like when i was when i was 12 i was chugging energy drinks from monster um <laughs> being such an unhealthy child and I, i've changed my ways now but it's so cool to to be able to collaborate with them on on projects and for them to be really excited for the content that i create them as well yeah no dude i mean honestly like that's been really cool to watch you know i was taking some time to look through your videos i mean i always watch your videos when they pop up but you know like going back i went onto your website last night too looking at your show reel and i was just like blown away dude because when i looked at it it seriously like it reminded me of like tim sheaf like livewire from back in the day when he had this amazing show reel and his was like one of the first that really painted that picture of like parkour and free running hard into my mind of like wow, this is probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So I felt like watching your video, I was like, yo, this is that modern day showreel that like is going to get so many like people jazzed up on the movement, jazzed up on just like if I came across your video and I didn't see anything else, I'm thinking like, I want to do that, right? Like I, I want to figure out how to make that happen. You know, and I see that you're working with these brands that they want to collaborate with you, that you're able to showcase their products and make them look like so freaking cool dude like that's like the thing like you made it look so rad like i wanted to watch after watching your commercial i was like dang like my wrist would look <laughs> really cool. yeah and um like like you're saying similar to tim sheaf's showreel it's almost like when how i started parkour when i was younger when i was 11 and 12 i was that's the showreels that i was watching i would watch tim sheaf's videos i would watch damien walters all these professional athletes and so it's almost like inspiration and now that's what I've become. So it's, it's an incredible journey that I've taken to now I'm, I'm at that stage where I can create showreels that I hope 12 year olds can look at and become inspired and start parkour as well. See, so, you know, this is kind of cool, right? Because it's almost coming full circle in a way, right? Because, you know, we just talked about your bike journey, right? Where you were on social media, you saw your buddy Ed, well, he reached out to you first, but because you kept seeing it on social media, it really like started to kick the, uh, like the FOMO started to kick in like, damn, like that looks like so much fun. I want to go do that. And it actually influenced and inspired you to take action, right? And then, you know, looking at your parkour career, you're saying, hey, I I had these guys that I was looking at, Tim Sheaf, you know, um, Damien Walters, which, oh my God, I don't know how, like, I haven't watched the Damien Walters video in over a year, but like, we will do that today. And it inspires you and influences you. And now you are in a role yourself where you inspire and influence a lot of people. You know, you have a nice following on Instagram alone. You have over 50,000 followers. You know, what does that feel like? Is that something that you think about consciously? Is that, you know, did it happen just kind of accidentally? You know, what's that? essentially like being in this role now yeah it it definitely wasn't the intention to I I didn't set out from when I created my Instagram account that I wanted this many followers I was doing all this stuff but yeah it happened happened naturally um ever since Instagram started I was I adopted it and I started using it I think I was quite an early user of the app 
um, when I was 13, even though I was my my training isn't the same then as it is now. I would still post all my my favorite clips on it. If you scroll down all the way to the bottom of my Instagram feed, those those pictures are still there from 2013. Um, so it's just been a constant use of it. Really, um, use keep on using it every all the time. Just it's a use that it shows my progression of parkour. If you look down and watch the first video and just keep scrolling up, it will actually show the progression of parkour and my parkour journey and what I've done. Um, and throughout posting the content, I've gained followers. And yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome that people are inspired by my content. I love it. And it's now giving me opportunity to take brand deals, which can support my, my, my living and what I love to do. So what can I ask more, you know? Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, um, that's something that, you know, it's kind of cool because a lot of uh, athletes in this space, right, they still haven't tapped into being able to support their living fully from just the movement. They're super passionate about the movement, at least on the state side. Like I know over here in the States, um, we have some absolutely amazing athletes who I love and they're some of the best world-class athletes. And you know, we were hanging out, we we're talking and, you know, one of them at the time was telling me, it's like, yeah, bro, you know, I'm still working at Starbucks. So I'm like, how are you like the, one of the greatest athletes on planet earth? And like, no, no way you're working at this. Like, yeah, man. I'm just like, bro, you should be like rolling in money for like the things you can do. And it was just like insane. I was like, all right, like where's the disconnect? Because then I found athletes who weren't necessarily as good as this athlete who were earning more money. And that's when I started to get curious about what the difference was, right? And I found that different athletes had tapped into understanding how to monetize their value and how to reach out and create opportunities for themselves, right? Exactly. exactly. And yeah, like I can go into the ways how I utilize those opportunities. There's, ever, since I, ever since I started getting like a bigger following, I looked into doing this influencer work. Like I saw other people doing it and I thought if I've got a following, like why can't I do it? And what I would do is I would go on Google and I would look at these influencer marketing agencies. They were, I would just like Google different. I, I would just, I just put in Google like influencer marketing agencies and every listing that would pop up, I would just put it in a new tab and I would sign on to every one of them, put in all my details, put in like, they would ask you like what kind of content you create what kind of gear do you have to create content and i would just write in all my gear what i can create how much i would charge for it and that's how it started that's how i got the ball rolling um and at, at the start it wasn't a lot of money it was like 50 pounds even less sometimes it would just be like a product to take photo of but you've got to start somewhere and then that's how i've built it up over like it's been probably a three, three, four year period now. Dude, that's awesome. And I'm happy to hear you say that because, you know, I've ran into the mistake, you know, with, uh, with my position at Woodward, I interact with a ton of kids and they all come with the idea that, yeah, I want to be a professional parkour athlete. I want to be a professional free runner. And, you know, yeah, like life's going to be great after that. And I'm like, cool. Like, what are you going to do to earn money? And they're just like, I'm going to be a professional parkour athlete or a professional free runner. I'm like, yeah, but like, how are you going to earn money? Like, that's just, you're just talking about the skill set you want to get. Like, how are you going to utilize that skill set? And a lot of them, there was this disconnect. They thought that once you kind of hit this skill point, 
that everything else just kind of opened up for you. And they didn't realize that you still had to go create opportunities on the back end. The opportunities aren't in the place yet. We don't have the foundation yet where the opportunities come flooding and flying at you. Let's say like a park or like a football athlete, you know, if a football athlete is good enough and they shine bright enough, scouts will actually come and find them. But the parkour industry isn't quite there yet. So, you know, to be able to hear, you know, like someone like yourself, you're saying, no, 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 I sat down, I Googled, I opened up probably a million tabs on my browser, went through one at a time exactly. and just hit it in, hit it in, hit it in and started to build at this thing as a whole secondary skill set that is completely separate to your actual movement. It's just together you're using the two to combine. So that's yeah. really cool. So, when, mm-hmm. when these brands would, would approach me and they would just give me a product, they would usually expect just me to take like a, a photo on my phone and, and share that on my Instagram. And when I would then take a photo with my camera and take a proper professional product shot that I would then post on my Instagram and it would look awesome because it was maybe parkour related or just a really good image, they would be like shocked because I would, and not only that as well, if I took maybe 10 images, I would post one and then send them the rest, all like high quality files. And they would be like, this, this dude's just done that for free, just for the product. Um, and then they use me again. So like the next time they get a product, they'll reach out to me and be like, can you take pictures of this product? And I'll be like, yeah, but this time, can you pay me this amount? And they're like, well, yeah, your photos last time were way worth, like were worth way more than that. So they'll then be happy to do that. And that's how I've got the balls rolling. And then each, like a marketing agency will then tell a different marketing agency about me. And then it will, it, it keeps building on, on itself. Dude, I love that. Like, I, I got to ask you, did you, cause I mean, what you just did right there, that's actually a principle that we, we teach, right? When um, we're teaching people about marketing or about like reaching out to acquire clients, it's mm-hmm. essentially, it's like giving away free samples, right? It's, don't charge the people up front yet what you're going to give them because you know that there's going to be plenty to give, right? So you actually give them what you're going to give them up front and then you let them decide if they want more and then you tell them what it's going to be. Yeah. It's also, I also believe it's exceeding their expectations as well. You, you say you give them something that they are, say, say I'm going to produce one video and a high quality um, say I'm going to produce a company uh, a video. If I produce their video and then I happen to take some product photos of their products and send them 20 high resolution product photos that they can use for social media, I've not only done the video, but they've also got all those photos for free that they would usually pay another 100, 200 pounds for. So it's always exceeding their expectations so that they believe that they've got the product. That, so they've got like a, what they're so they believe that they have got their worth out of you. You know what, they, what I mean? Absolutely. And honestly, that principle that you have right there, that's, uh, that's crucial. That is beyond important. I mean, because that's just, that's good business. And a lot of people don't recognize that. A lot of people don't have that mindset, you know? So it's, it's really interesting because I actually like, you know, I didn't know you had this mindset, which is super cool. Because like I'm learning as we speak right now. I'm like, wow, like Luke is yeah. tapped into understanding that give more value. Right. And I think it's uh, a lot of people are scared to do that because they're the mindset is there's a limited amount that can be given. So let me, you know, be strategic about how I give it out versus no, like you are a creator, you have the ability to create and you pull from an infinite reservoir of resource. So you can give out everything today 
and still have more to create later. Yeah. And from, from creating all that content at lower prices um, in the first year or two, from, from creating all that content, I was then able to form that showreel that you were talking about that you thing is completely awesome. And I also have a complete like media pack that I can send to a potential client to show them like professional product images and examples of my work that I can then relate to their product. And from being able to, from, from doing that, from creating the content in the first year and now being able to give that to a client, to a potential client, I then increase, that increases my worth now. So I can ask for a lot higher price because they can see from the content that whatever I'm going to create them is going to be just as good quality or even better or vice versa, you know? Dude, I like that. So, I mean, if someone were brand new and they're thinking about getting into the space of, you know, like they see that they have a little bit of following, they want to start reaching out to different brands and starting to monetize their social media, you know, essentially what sort of advice would you give them? Like, let's say it's a kid right now, he's starting out and he has 500 followers. That's all he has. Like, what would you advise for this kid? He wanted to do influencer work. He wants to eventually go down to that route of going into influencer work and essentially monetizing the fact that he is training this parkour and he wants to really focus or he's training whatever skill he has and he wants to go into influencer work. Okay, so what I would say is that he should build a brand around himself. So he is a key person of interest and he wants to sell himself as that, okay? So people know me as Luke Stones, right? I don't have a brand behind my name. I'm known as Luke Stones and that's how I will put up my Facebook profile, so I put up my Instagram profile, my YouTube, any, any social media, I'm under as Luke Stones. And wait, I'll just wait. It's a loud truck going past. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's what he should brand himself as. He should brand his name and he should start posting content, start posting regularly and not just on his feed, but on his story as well. Letting people know what you're up to. Even if it's just like, if you're at home doing watching TV, People are interested in like what you get up to, like day-to-day life. It doesn't have to be really interesting. Obviously, like if you capture the most interesting content, that's what that's what's gonna do well. But it's just keeping your followers up to date on what you're up do- what you're doing. And also I think a really good thing to do is to travel about and get your name out there because once you go to say America and I meet a load of people out there and then they see that I'm doing parkour and they film it and they put it on their Instagram and they tag my name, then all their followers then click on their name, click on my name and they'll go to my account and say, Oh, this guy's awesome. And they'll follow. And it's about, yeah, just getting a load of content out there, traveling about getting your name around to build your profile so that then if you want to do those branded opportunities, you can, you then have the following to be able to, put a product out to um, or to, yeah, to, to make a video concept around kind of thing. Um, but yeah, like building your, building your persona as a person. So I would say that my persona is, is very like travel, adventure and parkour. They're like the three things that I, I say that that's who I am. That's what I do. If you are like a swimmer, who also does parkour, who is into cars, then just post what you're into, you know, post who you are, what you, what you're about, your personality. 
Man, Luke, I love how uh, just thought out this is, right? Like that, it's clear that you've put some actual thought into this. It was intentional, like as far as figuring out at some point you realize, you know, like I am doing something here. There is something to put momentum behind. And it seems like you've shaped it very well and you're aiming it somewhere. And I like what you say about letting this person know, guys, it's important to build a following because essentially, you know, it all comes back to the people that you want to partner with. You need to be able to bring them value as well. You know, so what good is creating the best content in the world for them if you're following your platform only has 100 people? You know, they're, you're not really bringing too much value to them. So by going out and gaining an audience for this, uh, for these sponsors, for these partners, and then having a trusted, loyal audience that you can, you know, suggest things to them that it's, you're really bridging an actual need. Like, you know, you rocking the cool clothes you have. I'm like, you know what? Like, yeah, like I'm one of your followers, right? I follow your stuff. I see that. Like, so I'm like, oh, cool. That looks cool. Like that's stuff I'd be into because I'm into the same things that Luke's into because Luke has shown enough of himself that I have a sense of, oh yeah, we have a connection. I mean, I met you and like, I know you. So it's obviously I know I have a connection with you, but if I didn't meet you in person, I would still be able to pick up, like you're saying, through your stories, who you are, and I can really connect. So, dude, that's really cool. That's really insightful. I hope a lot of people were listening and actually taking notes and going back. You know, it doesn't matter if you're in parkour, if you're in basketball, if you're in real estate, if you're an entrepreneur, whatever you're doing, you can still utilize these principles of building out an audience, showcasing your life, showcasing the highlights, showcasing the in-between moments and traveling. I think that one is so freaking crucial and so key. And yeah. with you know the internet, a lot of us are kind of forgetting about how important it is to physically essentially go on tour, right? Regardless of what your industry is, go on tour, go out to where your people are, go explore the world, go make brand new connections or else you're always going to be seeing the same people you've always seen, right? Yeah, and it, it keeps you... Um, another big thing about being an influencer is engagement. So um, you can buy 100,000 followers, right? But those 100,000 followers aren't going to have a good engagement. You may have 100,000 followers, but you'll only get 500 likes on a photo if you post it, you know what I mean? And brands can see that when they're hiring you for influencer work. They know... They, they have like statistics of how much your engagement is. So they look for profiles which have a high engagement so that their followers are actively following them regularly. Um, so um, traveling and going out to your followers is a really good way to engage with them. So th things like traveling, doing another good one to really engage with your audience is live streams um, because it shows you... you it shows your followers your face and they can ask you questions and it's interactive, you know, it's being able to be interactive with your followers back and forth, replying to comments, um, replying to messages as well, looking through your requests, um, always speaking to people if they reach out to you, um, just making sure that they know you're a real person. And, <laughs> um, even when, and like I said, when, when I travel to different places, say if I'm in, spain around here people will message me and be like come to this location um, and we'll train with you and if it's close to me then i'm like hell yeah i'm gonna come um means that i can meet my followers and they can see that i'm a real person i'm genuine 
I'm a nice person and we can have fun together, train together. And we both have a, it's a mutual relationship. Like we can train parkour. I can get some awesome Instagram clips for, for my Instagram. They can meet me if they want to, they can train with me. You know, it's, it's, it's an awesome, it's good to have that mutual relationship and engage with your followers and be interactive with them. Dude, I love it because you're always bringing value. So I got one quick question to, on this topic and then I want to move on, which is, you know, the influence of work, right? For most people, they're looking at it. They see your social media. They're like, oh my God, dude, like that just looks so awesome. That's got to be like the easiest job in the world. Like he just sits around and plays and chills. Is it easy? Is there hard work involved? Is it no effort? Like what's it actually like? Like what are the behind the scenes parts that people maybe yeah. don't know about? Yeah, this would be good to go into because there is a lot behind the scenes that goes into it. So a, a project will start with a company emailing me. They'll say that they want a campaign done for a product and they will usually give me a little brief on what they would want me to produce. Um, and what I've got to do then is think about how... The first thing, first thing I think about is, is this product suitable for my for my Instagram, for my audience. So say it's, um, give me a really random product. Sometimes uh, sometimes uh, companies just email me with the randomest products. Like sometimes they get like detox, uh, a famous one is detox tea. <laughs> so, many, so many emails about like, will you, will you post about detox tea? And I just think like, it's, it's not a, it's not really a relatable product for my audience. I, I usually always try to make it relatable to my audience, something that they can um, vibe with, you know? Um, so from that point, I try and think of a way to encompass it within the parkour world. Um, so with Monster, I'm doing parkour. I, I drink, drink the Monster can and then I go and do parkour. So it's like giving me energy giving me a reason to train kind of thing. Um, and then I pitch that to them and I give them a price and then we usually work on the price and until they're happy with it. Um, and then I go out and do the production. So it's, we'll, I'll go out with my friend who films and I'll have all these shots planned in my head or written down, to, uh, like written down on a storyboard kind of thing. Um, and we'll go out and shoot the different scenes and always try and make sure it links together, has like an intro, a lot of parkour, and then even an outro sometimes. Um, and then I will go home and I'll edit it all myself, do all the effects, color grading, all of that. And I send it off to the client. Um, and then I usually have to edit like a stories as well to go with it. And then they can come back to me and say, we want some bits changed or we want some bits refilmed. Um, and then I'll go do that if it's needed to be done. Usually I can, usually it's, it's all right, but I've had a few times where they've asked me to, to reshoot some things or take some bits out of edits. Um, and then, yeah, posting. And then I have to do like invoices afterwards and trying to get paid for it and all that, which can sometimes be a bull ache. Some, they have a, a lot of these like influencer companies, they have like 30 day um, payment schemes or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, then it's, it's, it's 
trying to use that piece of content to market myself again. So posting it on all my social media and um, adding it to my portfolio that I can then give to future clientele kind of thing. But yeah, that's the kind of, that's the kind of uh, way it works. Dude, I love it. I mean, it's a very systematic approach and it's what's needed in order to actually produce. I think, you know, some people might get the sense again, cause it's like you have this awesome chill, like joyful, playful nature to you. So everyone must think like, yo, it's just super cash. Like he just goes out, whips out the phone real quick, films it on the spot. That's like, no, this is premeditative, right? This was yeah. reaching out, planning it, making it happen, reaching out to your buddies, I'm sure coordinating schedule to say like, hey, we're going to link up and we're going to shoot this from this hour to this hour. And during that time, like, I'm sure like a certain mode, like you're still having fun, but I'm sure like your brain probably goes into like a different kind of focus where it's like, all right, like I came here with a reason. I came here with an intention and I've exactly. got to produce a certain result before this day is over, before this activity is done. Yeah, and I think what a lot of people don't realize is that it's, um, so like I, I plan the whole concept out. I plan the whole storyboard, each shot. I, I, visually, I vision it in my head. And then when we get to the scene, I'm directing the camera operator. I'm telling him, this is the angles that I want. This is the, I, I do the camera settings. I, I, I visualize the shot and then I give it to him and I say, right, this is the shot that I want. Um, so I direct it all. And then afterwards I edit it all all myself it's not i don't branch out to other people i do the whole process myself like from start to end yeah see and i think a lot of people don't know that about you is that you are a filmmaker like you genuinely do enjoy film you enjoy photography and that's something again another skill set that you that you've worked at that you've gotten into i mean it's it's kind of cool it's like you're one of those people where you get into something and you kind of chomp down on it and now it's like this all or nothing kind of mentality where it's like, hey, I'm going to learn everything about this and yeah, you're naturally going to progress as you do this, which is really sick, man. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always learning new stuff all the time, just by, by doing these projects, by finding new opportunities, I'm constantly learning. And that's the best thing about it. It was just recently I've, um, I'm doing some work for a clothing brand locally to my home in England called inspected. And they've just released this reflective, uh, three, it's like three M reflective tracksuit. And I came up with the, I pitched this idea to them to shoot parkour, um, with, so when, when you take a picture of reflective clothing with a flash, it beams up really bright. It's like, it, shows in the image like super reflective so i pitched this idea to them to be able to do like to do all this like parkour with a flash and they've sent me this camera flash and i've never used one before after after doing photography for so long i've done i've used a couple flashes in like a studio but i haven't done much work with it but just having this new flash i've learned so much over the last few days shooting with it um how to use it how to bounce light with the flash and all this all this crazy stuff so i'm constantly learning all the time new things it's, it's really great man i freaking love it so let me ask you because a lot of people get into the uh the learning stage right and that's great i'm a fan of learning i'm a fan of reading i'm a fan of like youtube university like if you don't know something and you haven't youtubed yet and you just like start asking people to help you but you haven't even begun to do any of the initial research to learn like you're just wasting people's times at that point like you have the wealth of human knowledge on planet earth unless you know like the absolute number one person and you're just going directly to the source like yo you're the flash man and i already have your phone number 
yeah, I'll pick up the phone and just call you. But even then, I'll still build something of a foundation so I could come with more intelligent conversation and questions. But uh, once you start learning something, typically how long does it take you to go from finding about something completely brand new, starting to educate yourself, and then going out and start taking action on what you've learned? Um, so with the, like, with the camera flash, for example, um, I, they, they sent it to me. And as it was, as it was being shipped, I was looking up like YouTube tutorials of like how to, how to use flash photography in like effective ways. So that's how I learned all about like bouncing the light and different ways the flash, you, you shouldn't, uh, a big rule of like using a flash is that you shouldn't point the flash directly at the subject unless it's like the final, the, the only way to do it. And if, even if you do uh, shine it directly at subject, you need to use like a soft box so it diffuses the light. Um, so all of this thing I, I was learning as it arrived. And then when it got here, I put it straight on my camera and I was testing it out with my dog in, in, in just in my apartment here with my mum trying to take portraits and just like utilizing these techniques that I've learned on YouTube. And then from there, I drove straight to my friends and we just started shooting the parkour stuff. And it, it's learning on the scene as well. Like you take some photos, you look at them, you see what's working, what's not working. Why isn't it working? How can I change that? Change it, take some more photos. Is that what I want? That's what I want. Perfect. Like that's, that's the whole process of it. How, how do I, it's overcoming problems. So you, you take a photo, if it doesn't look right, how do I change it? What, that's the problem. How do I overcome that problem? What do I need to change to get the right photo? Kind of thing. Um, that, that can be adapted to, to so many other things. It's just problem solving, going out and using the equipment to learn with it. It's like parkour. Go out and do parkour to learn parkour. You learn from your mistakes. That's, that's, that's how it how it works dude i mean honestly man like hearing you say it out loud is like you know right before we started recording this i was telling you about how like since i've been in real estate and been in business like i've been saying like yo these people are just like parkour people they're just parkour people with more money and different experiences but that's exactly what it is because that's the vibe as i'm listening to you i'm like that's the vibe that i resonate with that we all resonate with which is this problem solvers vibe right the you know i don't know the future i don't have a crystal ball, but I trust myself enough to kind of wander into the darkness and figure things out when I get over there. Like, I don't know what I'm going to find, but I'm confident enough in my own skills that, yeah, we're going to figure this out. Like when we get there, we'll adjust, we'll adapt, we'll learn. If it's not for us, no big deal. We'll just, you know, pivot if this is truly not for us. But if it is, I'm going to figure it out, which is really cool to hear. That's your mindset, man. For sure. And is it the same way in the fact that you didn't, at the, at the start, you didn't know much about real estate, but you just, it's diving in the deep end and just giving it a go, right? Dude, I knew nothing, bro. Like, I mean, absolutely. Like, I was like out there talking to people like about buying their houses and I'm just like, oh uh, yeah, I could um, like uh, maybe, and like, I'm just screwing up left and right, just fumbling over my words. But eventually I started learning from the mistakes at the end of each appointment or at the end of each phone call, I would ask myself, okay, what could I have done better? How could I have improved? And it's just kind of pushing through those very uncomfortable movements. It's kind of like parkour. Like, like you said, it's pushing through the uncomfortable movements. It's falling on your butt a couple of times, falling on your face a couple of times. And then just, all right, getting back up. It's like, what went wrong there? And how do I improve on that? So the next time I go, I might make another mistake, but it won't be the same mistake. 
yeah and it's good to make their mistakes because you learn from it that's that's what makes you progress in life right and that's uh you know i'm grateful to have you say that because a lot of people they want to create perfection up front they want to get it right the first time around and that's just it never happens it's just not the case you know occasionally you might hit something first try something that you've never tried ever and it might just come to you first try but 90% of the time or 99% of the time it's going to be trial and error so the faster you can get through those mistakes the faster you can get through your crappy deals the faster you can get through the crappy photos the bad movements the bad practices the sooner you will arrive at the things that work and you can begin to refine that you know so that's really cool, man. I, I wasn't expecting to go like that deep on that topic, but I absolutely loved it. I know it's going to be really valuable for a lot of people, um, especially because this podcast, it has, it's so interesting. The, the audience is such a mix of a ton of parkour athletes because that's where my original uh, community and audience came from. And now it's also filled with a ton of, uh, you know, investors and entrepreneurs. So I'm glad that, that they're going to be able to see this insight, especially coming from someone like yourself, where, Hopefully they're going to start watching your content because your stuff, man, is so freaking rad. I got to say that, dude, like it truly is like it's it's entertaining to watch. And there's something that can be said right about seeing movement and seeing any skill set actually just refined to such a point where it's clear that I look at you and I'm able to say, I don't know anything about Luke besides that there is a disciplined mind here. There is somebody that is able to see something that they want and then create that reality for themselves. And I'm able to see all of that just by watching the movement alone. And so now to learn about the other avenues that you might not necessarily showcase or highlight as heavily on your social media, or you might not talk about as much, you know, to hear that it's, yeah, like it's true, like that fundamental core of who Luke is, that fundamental person that you are transcends the movement it goes into all other areas of life which is why like i have no doubts in my mind that you're just going to continue to be more and more successful as life continues yes let's hope so dude absolutely so i do want to ask you like a few more questions um you know and i'm going to be respectful of your time and let you get out of here soon but uh one question right is you know with the movement with your your body, right? Essentially, your body is one of your biggest assets, right? I mean, I think the number one asset you have is your mind. And then second to that now is your body, especially in your case, where this is providing you a living. How have you, you know, gone about taking care of your body? Because you, you do some massive drops, you do some big jumps, some awesome flips, some cliff jumps, you know, and then you're also performing for these, uh, these companies, you're working with them. And you know, projects are probably going to come up and maybe, you know, you already committed, but now your body's feeling sore. So you have to take care of your body very well. What do you do nowadays to make sure that it's in tip top shape? So some of the, some of the main things are like good, good diet, making sure that I'm not just filling my body all the time with sugar, food, (laughs) junk food, all of that. It's keeping, keeping a good diet, lots of fruit and vegetables, vitamins, all of that. Um, Another another really good thing for the mind, meditation. If uh, it's, I found it really helpful, just to to clear your mind and lets you able. It means you're able to focus on the important things. And um, and yeah, also alongside that, like kind of reflecting on yourself, builds your builds your mentality. Um, and then a really good 
a really good one that everybody knows but almost never does is stretching <laughs> um, I've only recently got into regularly stretching and it's it's one of those trial and error things I, I never used to stretch and I started feeling the repercussions of it I started getting uh, weak knees and in different injuries so I went to a physiotherapist and she's saying well do you stretch and I'm like kind of not really <laughs> and she's like well you've got to stretch like people say it for a reason because it's a very important thing in sport that so many people miss out on um and it's so valuable to your body in repairing and staying functional um and it's that's that's really useful um another another thing is just keeping fit in general um even though i do a load of parkour also doing running cycling swimming um just staying fit working out um I, I love to do that and yeah keeping a healthy mind healthy body and uh hopefully i'll, I'll stay stay all good dude luke you definitely just like changed like a lot of people's lives just now like there is definitely like a lot of young athletes who are listening and they're just like you know they look up to you and they just heard you say like wait i i do have to stretch yeah. like wait what and then also like, dude, the meditation, uh, you know, that's something that a lot of guys, you never, you don't often hear guys talk about this, right? But in my experience, a lot of the most successful people I've met across the board, regardless of what it is they do in life, whether it's parkour, whether it's business, whether it's, uh, you know, they're painters, they, they meditate, right? They sit down and they learn about their minds. They learn about the invisible force that allows them to create and bring these visions into reality, which is, you know, it's crucial. It's more important than the body because ultimately it's the piece of you that controls the body. So it only makes sense that you take care of it. Yeah. And these days in, in this modern world where our, our brains are so overstimulated, we always have a phone to be able to keep us entertained. We always have things that we can focus our mind on whether it be tv laptop social media all these things it's just taking a simple 10 15 minutes out of your day just to clear your mind and just be at one with yourself um and like you said it's, it's not it's something that a lot of people don't do and i've only started it this year um i've been i've been hearing a lot about it and uh, when the first lockdown came in in England at the start of the year, I, I thought, let's give it a go. Um, Joseph Henderson actually inspired me to get this app, right. which started me off. Um, and it has just this introductory course, which has um, daily episodes and you just do one a day and it just eases you into meditation. And I found that so perfect. And um, every, every time where I do it daily, I, I never get, I never finish a session and think like, damn, I could have used my time way better than that. I always, I always think it's so genuine and I never regret doing it. Right. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of people think it's like, they think it could potentially be a waste of time, but if you do it, I mean, that's why, you know, it's 5am over here. Right. But I've been up since 4am and I wake up every day at 4am because I take that first hour. I typically take actually the first two hours. So from four to six to sit down and get my mind right to, you know, kind of say what I'm grateful for, use that time to be grateful for the things I already have in my life, to just take account of myself, and yeah. to do a little bit of prayer and do a little bit of meditation, and really just live without the distractions for a little bit. Because like you said, we are overstimulated. If you think about it, like just 
the constant bombardment of Instagram, social media, Facebook, YouTube, TV, cell phone, texting, email, work, everything. It's constantly coming at you. When's the last time people just sat alone with themselves? And a lot of people there, they're going through things because, you know, quarantine really showcased this to a lot of people. You know, it forced people to sit at home for a little bit and people were so uncomfortable being by themselves. That's not a good thing. We should be able to sit alone. You should be able to enjoy your own presence and explore your own thoughts. You know, something that, uh, you know, essentially I kind of want to say like it's a lot of people think thinking is pulling out information and regurgitating information that maybe was like put into them, whether it be like through reading or through TV or whatever. But we forget that the ability to think is the ability to create, right? So you can create your own thoughts. It's not just a matter of regurgitating thoughts. And that's like a muscle that you use. That's your mind needs to flex and work that muscle the same way we work on our physical muscles. So that's really cool and really insightful to know that you know, you've tapped into meditation, you know, it's freaking love it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I find it really, I find it really helpful. And Max, Max does a lot of meditation as well and loves it just as, just as much. And, uh, and yeah, if you were, uh, if you're interested in using the app, you can, you can download it. It's called uh, the waking up app by Sam Harris. Um, and I think you have to, you have to pay, after you can you can do the first introductory month for free and then from then on you have to pay but um something to give a go and it's it's a great way to get into meditation if you're if you're going into it for the first time man i mean honestly like you could get me talking on that stuff for hours so we're going to move away from that topic because i absolutely love meditation what i do want to know though i have three final questions for you right you know one is you know, what's the, uh, you know, what is it that you're looking to now create for yourself going forward into the future? You know, so like what I like to believe everyone's always climbing their own mountain, right? You know, so what mountain do you find yourself currently climbing? So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking at starting to do a lot more YouTube work. I want to, I want to, that's, that's my next mountain to climb YouTube. (laughs) So I'm at the, I'm at the base now. I have a lot of like content ideas and what content I have an idea of like the content that I want to produce. It's now just pursuing it and, and getting it done. Like I have a, like we were talking about earlier, the, the whole Thailand cycle trip. I have a whole video that I filmed throughout that whole entire journey that I just need to sit down and put together. And then I'm going to put it on YouTube as a, as a whole video. Um, and I have a lot of other little videos like that, that I just need to sit down and put together and start this, this new journey. Um, and it's, it's quite hard for me because I, I, it's, it's something that I am really being lazy about because I thought about it for a long time and I keep on just doing the same old thing. I'm, I'm busy with work with Instagram, so I don't get to, to do these things that I like personally want to do. So this, this new mountain of YouTube um, that I, I, uh, just, that's the next mountain I want to climb. Man, there is so much there that like I want to ask. And this is like my business brain turning on because essentially like, you know, you want to start to create a new endeavor, right? And you want to start to create, it's going to be a, a secondary, it's, we'll just consider it a secondary business, right? YouTube is its own thing outside of Instagram. But Instagram right now is, you know, it's being ran and operated by you, 
right? Your Instagram side of things. So have you thought of ways of systemizing this portion of your livelihood so that you can begin to pull yourself out and in a sense, outsource some of the work that you do so that it continues to create the quality that you want it to create, but it doesn't necessarily take the same time and energy commitment from you that's currently taking now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, that you've given me an idea. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I see what I mean. Yeah. You're right. I need to I, like this last couple months I've been really busy with the really busy with the influencer work I've had job after after job and it's been absolutely great because I've been like I, w I came from lockdown the, the first lockdown which was uh, I didn't have any work and then nearing the end of that first lockdown it just suddenly all flood in like a, a huge wave um, and so I've been really really busy busy recently but it's coming it's, it's slowly drying up now now we're heading into winter um, maybe some more things will, will come up over the next a couple months, but, but yeah, you're right. Maybe if more, if I keep getting more and more work, I, uh, you've given me an idea to outsource it. Dude, it's the way it's, uh, honestly, it's the best way to do anything. It's as far as scaling. And, uh, I just like, I learned from my own mistakes and then like, now I'm like learning better from just being around the right people who are like, kind of just keep showcasing me like, Hey, how are you eventually going to be able to pull yourself out of this, but keep the machine turned on mm -hmm. or else we're never building anything sustainable. It's always going to require us to be fully present. And then once we, we never want to build something where if I take myself away and go into this other thing, that thing behind me starts to break almost immediately. You know, it might slow down a little bit, but we still want that machine to have so much momentum and so much juice behind it. that It only now requires me coming back and just uh, maybe tapping the gas pedal a little bit more one more time just to keep the speed you know yeah so that's really bad dude yeah, uh, give, me, give me a nice idea oh awesome awesome hopefully it stays in there man like that's why i keep i low-key keep like a notebook with me everywhere i go for when those moments happen yes so second question i have is I'm a huge like a reader. I'm a huge learner. Um, you know, I do a lot of physical reading. I do a lot of audio books. I do a lot of uh, like podcasts and things of that nature. Do you have two books um, or maybe they're videos or maybe they're audios that have been like just absolutely paradigm shifts for you in your life where it's just like you heard them and your brain has never been able to go back? Okay. Right. Can I go get it? I'll go run. And yeah. Get yeah. It. But dude, go grab <laughs> that, bro. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Okay. This this beast, and you can you can see by the uh, the the oh, little uh, yeah. the tabs in there keeping keeping notes. This this book is is legendary, and it it's a lot of what we've we've talked about today. It it's been instinctively inside me doing these things but it's this book that has realized um the different techniques that i'm using and that's enabling me to like put it into words so i can speak to you about it if you know what i mean it's it's made me realize these techniques that i'm using um naturally that are actually really good techniques for business and marketing so it's it's a business book it's about um building a business building a company building a 
yourself as a human. It can be related to if in, in so many different things. And it's a book that Hector Pitt, um, in, he, Hector Pitt told me to buy and read because he got a lot of value from it. He's the um, filmmaker and editor behind all the old Bruman videos that we used to make. Oh, nice. Um, and he's going down the whole route of making music videos for really big artists now. And he's a big um, DOP operator, camera operator for these big music videos in London now. And he said this book really helped him. And he said, don't just read it once. Keep reading it over and over again. Because <laughs> every time it teaches you new lessons. And just reading it once has, has given me absolutely amazement. That I've even I've, I've bought it for one of my friends. And he finished it. He, the funny thing was, I, I, write, I read about half of it. And I bought it for my friend because I thought that he needed it so much. And he ended up finishing it before me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really good book. It's, it's basically about market. It's a lot about marketing and different techniques that you can use to engage with audiences and, and stuff like that. And I think if you read it, you would immediately think like, damn, I'm doing a load of these things already. It's just putting it into words. Dude, I'm definitely going to have to pick that. So that's oversubscribed right there. Dude, oversubscribed I, and it's by Daniel Priestley. Daniel Priestley. I'm, I have no He's idea on that last name, but dude, that is spot on, by the way, what you just said, rereading a book, right? Because it's not that there's new information in the book. It's every time you come back to the book, you're a new version of yourself. So you're yes. going to pick up different things because you've grown since the last time. It's like, I love that, that book. It's like, if your books aren't torn and like worn and moved through, like it. Yeah. Labeled, like, like one of these little labels. <laughs> yeah, I freaking love it, man. Like I got to where's the book I'm like reading right now. Like I like, dude, I highlight through all of my books. Yeah. Like, as I make it through books, like I literally, like, I just like, I highlight through them. Like I grab a pen, I start just marking it up. I write in, yeah. I take notes. I do the same thing. You can see. <laughs> it's insane. I love that, man. It's essential. Awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, it's oversubscribed by Daniel Priestley. It's a part of like a, a set of books that he's done. He's a, he's an entrepreneur from Australia, and he's basically just wanting to spread his knowledge. He's a, a millionaire now, and he's not really so interested in, in business anymore. He just wants to spread his knowledge to, to other people and let them be successful. And um, he he throughout the book there's different parts that say like um there's, there's a few moments where he says like um you can go to this link and organize a meeting with me and i took the opportunity i i like clicked on the link and i booked a meeting with him and he's he, he sits in like a, a zoom classroom with like 30 different people and he talks about some of the things that he's gone over in the book in more detail just to give even more value to people it's totally free it's totally free and like you just he's just giving it out like that's that's another way to engage with your audience what i was saying earlier he's engaging with these people that have bought his book it's a way that people after that meeting i respect him so much more because it's like he's not just an author he's giving his time out to random people just because they bought his book you know what i mean Dude, I freaking love that, man. I mean, that's the, the true way to give value. That's, I mean, we could dive, that's a whole nother topic we could talk about too, as far as like just giving value and like knowing again that it's that abundance, right? You're never going to run out. You could always just keep giving more and more value to people and it's going to 
help them because he understands that, you know, I can give out all the information in the world, but only like out of the hundred people that listen, only maybe like nine of them are going to actually go and implement and do something with it. So that's super mm -hmm. rad. So I got one more question for you. And this one's my absolute favorite question. I love asking people this one. Let's say tomorrow morning you wake up, right? And you don't remember anything, dude. Like you are a blank slate. All of your memories are gone. All of the experiences are gone. Like all the skills that you've learned, like they're just, everything is wiped away. Like you're still in your physical body, but you just don't, like you don't remember parkour. You don't remember the movements. You don't remember the work you've done, the friends you've built, the relationships you have, you just wake up okay. in the morning, you just know you're in a safe place. And you're like, okay, I don't know who I am. But like, I'm, I'm good in this moment. However, yeah. with being that much of a blank slate, there is still one piece of wisdom that like is locked into your mind, that for whatever reason, you don't question it, you just like accept it as ultimate truth. And you run with it. What would you want that one piece of wisdom to be? Time is the only value. Time, time is your only real value in life. You can't, it's something you can never buy back. Money, you can, you can have money you, and then you can lose money, but you only have so much time in life. Time is the biggest value. Dude, That's I it. love it. Yeah, I love it, man. I'm there with you, bro. Time is, uh, time is one of the real, it's the only real currency that matters. Exactly. Yeah. So something you'll never get back in your life. You, you humans live for a certain amount of years and that's it. You can't buy more time. That's spot on. And honestly, man, that's why I appreciate, you know, today, I appreciate you jumping on a call today, doing this interview, you know, giving of your time right now. This Family is with me. I love it. Thank dude, you. Thank you for I inviting me. Dude, of course, man. I've been like wanting to like, even if we didn't record this, I've been wanting to just like catch up with you for so long now. I'm just like, yo, like sure. this guy picks 5 a.m. But like, yeah, we can, we can make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> if I would have known, I would have picked a later one. I'm sorry. No, 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 dude. It's all good. It's like, it's, you're already up. dude, it's the best way to start my day off. It's funny because I actually like I'm about to start something right now. Like I do uh, a train. I run a training for people from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. So like they're like all asking me like, yo, where are you at? Where are you at right now? Uh, so I'm about to get that started, but mm -hmm. dude, I appreciate this so much, Luke, for people that don't know you yet and that aren't following you, where can they go to find you? So Instagram is my main platform. You can find me at Luke stones, UK, and I'm on most other social platforms under the same name. Um, YouTube, you, I'm just Luke stones, Facebook, Luke stones, UK, um, Twitter, even though I don't use it too much anywhere, anywhere you like and my website as well, even though that's still in progress and I'm, I'm working on building it on it, but that's www.lukestones.com. Dude, I love it. So guys, the links are going to be down below. You'll be able to get to Luke uh, with one click. And man, Luke, seriously, again, thank you so much for being here. I look forward to just like watching your future success, watching you continue to grow and staying connected. I felt like I felt like you are asked me every question that I was ready to answer today. It was it was perfect. Every new question you you asked me, I just knew like the answer for it. It was it was it was perfect. Dude, that's all you man. That's that work you've been putting in. That's that growth you've been doing, bro. Yeah, it was a I'm glad we had this conversation. Thank you. Dude, so am I, man. 
Hey, I really hope you enjoyed this episode and that you were able to get some sort of value from it. If you found anything that was valuable, please go into the comments. Let us know what it was, what your key takeaway was. We look through the comments every day. We respond to all of them, and it lets us know what's working, what's resonating, and what we should talk more about. If you have found anything to be useful that you're able to apply to your life, go back and listen to it again because the second and third time you come around and listen to the information, what you find is the information doesn't change, but you change and new things are going to start to stand out to you. That's why we record these. That's why they're out there for you to come back to and listen. And finally, if you are finding value here. I need you. I need you to go out and share this with a friend. Send this to them. Let them know they need to listen. They need to take action and they need to change their life because if you want to grow, you're going to need your network to grow. You're going to need your inner circle to grow. Okay. So that's the best gift you can give somebody. Give them education that they can apply to their life and level themselves up. Keep learning and keep growing. I'll see you on the next episode.